Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. Okay, these these programs are going too fast. We <laughs> we are on part three of um, seeking knowledge and finding love, and I really, um, again, having Dr. Abby McCabe with me is is such a special privilege, and I know that we're we're speaking to people out there, and I, you know, you coming from a, a non-biblical worldview, you know, uh, secular training in the world, in a postmodern, you know, deconstructed society that we live in, and and now you're 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 you're, you know, you're born again, you're healed, you know, mm-hmm. um, you've been baptized in water, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and now you're helping other people. Not all, and, and it's so cool how God doesn't waste anything. He's mm-hmm. He's using all your training and your doctorate, but He's just added this layer that brings everything together for God's glory yeah. and for His kingdom. And that's what's so cool. And that's what it, it's so awesome to be at this part of the journey with you. And, and you know, we've mm-hmm. known each other ten years, but to see—I mean, I just see what God's doing with you and how it's going to just. There's just not going to be addition in the kingdom, but multiplication, you know, mm-hmm. and and now you're really able, not only have you been able to experience the freedom that only Christ can bring, but you're starting to, God's using you as a tool now, bringing all those things together to help other people find freedom. You know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Yes. I mean, I, I see you having your own podcast here and your own, you know, program because I just think that the practicality of it, that what, what people need, um, God's, he's geared you for that, you know, and just like there's people, you know, you'll reach that I'll never reach. And there's, it's that way with everyone out there listening that, that God uniquely uses everything. My mom did tell me one thing that was always true. She said, you know, knowledge is never wasted. You know, it's, it's yeah. finding the use for it well to find the use you got to find the one who created us and it's jesus so you know without me going too far um i just i want to talk because i believe it's important coming from your point of view like misconceptions that you had about god that that you had about christians that you had about now you are one (laughs) now now you've 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 got some history with God, and and you you've seen um, uh, what what He's done in your life, and the freedom that you have, mm-hmm. and the love that you've experienced. That the story's not over yet by a long shot. <laughs> like you're in the middle of this story, <laughs> but now the chapters are all starting to make sense, yeah. and the ending's really going to make sense, and our destination in heaven is really really going to make sense. So, but I feel like you're going to help bring the kingdom. To people right now, the kingdom of God to people right now, because you can you're coming from where they're at. So, what what were some misconceptions that you had? And now you see it's different. So I think just in general, this idea that the whole idea of God, the whole idea of religion, was created to control people, to control large groups of people. Okay, that was kind of my main belief growing up was that religion was a historical thing wow, that's good. <laughs> that was that was used to control large groups of people. Mm. Um, and so from that, then you can believe that 
you know, people who believe in God or Jesus are uneducated, are you know, easily controlled, easily right. you know, misled. Weak. Yes. Yeah, yeah, weak. Um, and that, and I mean, I'm pretty sure that my brother and I used to word, use the word lemmings quite a bit, okay. quite a bit, um, <laughs> that you're just following mindlessly and um, not making your own decisions. Okay. Right. And so wait, wait, I think we really, we liked the, you know, we kind of prided ourselves on the fact that we made our own decisions, that our, our destiny was not predetermined, uh-huh. that we were making our own way. Right. And right. so, and then again, like now, and I think a lot of people feel that way, that mm-hmm. if I, if I become a Christian, then all of a sudden I don't have any say in where I'm going or what I'm doing. Right. But that's the biggest misconception there is that yes. when I make my own decisions, it leads me to a place that's not fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> when I make my own decisions, I go in bad directions. Yes. And so when I'm able to listen to God and go where he wants me to go, it's not an oppressive thing. Right. It's something that I get to do something that I never dreamed I would have done. Something that's way more influential than just getting a doctorate. Right. It's your higher <laughs> your higher purpose is found when yes. you're born again. Yeah. It's what it's where you were really created to be in the beginning. And exactly. God gives us free will. So it's not like we're mindlessly, blindly, you know, following this book of do's and don'ts, yeah. but it's this living, loving relationship that will accomplish our highest good and God's highest good in life. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of those ideas, because both my parents grew up in Catholic school. Okay. Um, and so I think a lot of those ideas came from their experience with religion, which was very rule-based. Right. Very um, oppressive and that they could never be good enough. Yes. They could never do it well enough. Very performance And so, driven. absolutely. So that was, I think that was where a lot of those ideas came from mm-hmm. for my brother and I yes. um, as we were growing up that, you know, it was, it was this control factor and right. that we weren't going to be controlled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I can see how I was being controlled by the world. Yes. <laughs> Just the same. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As I thought people were being controlled by this idea of God and Jesus. Yeah, there's always someone to answer to or something to answer to. Yes. And and so that it throws that theory out the window, you know, and uh yeah, it's like the free the freedom in Christ, the the freedom to make decisions knowing being so in tune with right and wrong. As a Christian, you, you it, it it brings when you get born when you get born again when you we, we, you become a Christ follower you you're awakened to real life. You know, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life," and we're awakened to real life. And so this this misconception that it's a book of do's and don'ts, it's a book of rules, it's it's there's just what can we what can we get away with and still say we're going to this place called heaven? We don't know if it's real or not when we're before Christ to, to having this living relationship, knowing that, that as we walk with him every day, that, that the highest, what we could have ever achieved on our own is never going to amount to what we can do in Christ. Yeah. You know, we're a new creation. All things become new. And then that fear can be obliterated in our life. That anxiety can be obliterated in our life that the love of God can so capture us and captivate us that that it it's it's life changing. I mean, yeah. I see the evidence in your life. You know, Paul said in uh, 
in Second Corinthians that we are written epistles. We are letters, in other words, to the world. He said, I don't need to testify about my preaching. The people that I preach to and teach, they go out and they're, they're living letters. Well, now, you know, you're a living letter to the world. And it's, it's a pretty, it's an awesome thing. I wanted to go back for a minute because you talked about the, the idea of, you know, do we do well enough to go to heaven? Mm-hmm. And I think that's another big misconception that I had because I thought heaven was this fairy tale. Yes. And that's probably the thing that took me the longest to start to have faith in and believe in this idea of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, honestly, the only way that I can kind of grasp it is to be able to see it now. That heaven is not its not this place that we're going to get to later, but it's something that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and that, that's where we're drawing our strength from. Yes. But in that life, and when, you know, when you're believing that heaven is a fairy tale, and that when you die, it's over it creates so much distress within you to mm. live yeah. because ultimately like back when I look back on it now, it's, I had all that pressure of, I have to do everything right. I have to do all these things. I have to make the right decisions. And if I don't, it's on me that I messed up. Yes. And ultimately what's the point? Because when I die, it's done. Right. So what, what wow. am I doing all of this for? So it's just this, this struggle where I feel like I was just running on this treadmill endlessly mm-hmm. And had no belief that there was any point in it. That there, there's no yes. end to the race. There's yes. no, <laughs> wow. there's no gold medal at the end. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so I think for a lot of people, that's where they're stuck in that anxiety and that depression. Right. And you know, if there's no point, then yeah, there's no way for you to get out of that. Right. That's this this bottomless wow. pit that you can't get out of. And so I think one of the, the biggest things that my relationship with Jesus has given me is an understanding that heaven is real and it's here right now. Yes. It's something that you can access right now. Yeah. And that's how you live your life. That's so good. And then, uh, then you can just unburden yourself with, from all of those things. You can unburden yourself from the fear of making the wrong decision mm-hmm. and not getting it right because you're you're trusting in Jesus to help you make those yes. decisions. And you know what? If they're wrong, you also know that he's going to help you yes. get out of them. He'll order your steps, yeah. <laughs> he's going to help you in the end if, if you make a mistake, and he's going to love you wow. anyway. Yeah. Right? And so it just gives you this whole different reason for living and doing the things you want to do, and you don't have to carry all that baggage with you and carry all those weights with you. Wow. That's so good. Um, you know, I think – like I think of people so many, the suicide rate is so high, you know, in our world and even, you know, the loneliness and everything people dealt with in the pandemic. And I, I guess that's why our hearts are just so burdened for people that are like this, because it doesn't have to end like this. It does that people doesn't don't have to end their life because there's no point because there is a point there is end. there is life after death in this world. And, and like you said, accessing heaven now, you know, one of the great Bible illustrations is, you know, Enoch, the Bible says, who, you know, he walked with God and he was a friend with God. And to me, it's a type of the way our relationship should be. And now is, you know, it says one day, you know, he, he, he never, he never died in this life, but one day he just walked into the next life yeah. uh, into heaven with God. And, and honestly, as we walk with God now and live, really, that's where our life's going to be. We're going to close our eyes here and open mm-hmm. our eyes, you know, and in, in, in eternity with God, but it's all, it's all part of the process. Jesus said, pray every day, thy kingdom come. 
Thy will yes. be done here on earth as it is in heaven. It, it was to be a daily prayer. And well, I just pray that we're giving hope to people that are mm-hmm. at that place, like you're talking about. Like, what's the point? Uh, I don't know. I was there. That's one thing we share in common. I was mm-hmm. there hundreds of times before I was a Christian. Like, what's the point? Like, I'm striving. I was trying to find the greener on the other side and could not find it. Mm-hmm. And, and and so many times just alone and hopeless and, and just I thought, what what is the point of all this? And I'm sure there's people asking that today. Yeah. That that what what is the point to my life? What is what is the point to doing all this? This this what they call it the you know, the rat race. What is the point mm-hmm. to this rat race? When when and how does it end and, and what's it what's it really mean in the end? So I'm going, to, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to pray on this show, if you would, to just pray for those people that, that mm-hmm. feel like there's no point. They're hopeless. You know, we only got a couple minutes left, but if you would just mm-hmm. pray. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for giving us everlasting hope. Yes. That Lord. God, that those that are feeling like they don't have a hope or they don't have a purpose or a reason in this life, that you just fill them with your love and your hope right now, that they're able to feel that that you are for them, that you're there with them, and that yes. you have a reason for them. And there's something beyond this life that we don't understand yet. Father, we just thank you for all of your love and that you're just picking us up when we feel down, that you're picking us up out of that that depths of darkness and that you're showing us a new way and you're showing us into the light. Mm. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's been good to have everyone with us today and we're going to continue next time. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, Stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.